0: Hello, so I'm going to be interviewing Wasteman, an Australian player, and I think it's important to just sort of get a sense of what it's like being an Australian Highlander player and cover some of the general sort of experiences and concerns when it comes to the state of competitive in, an, in uh, Australia. Um, so, Wasteman, do you want to go and introduce yourself a little bit?
1: Hello, I am Wasteman. I, th- I mean, I play in Australia, but I'm from New Zealand and. Play medic, but next season playing engineer.
0: Okay. And, um, any of our, our Australian viewers out there, what do you have to say about the Wasteman drop lore? Is it accurate? What's your perspective on it?
1: Um, I, I think that it's misrepresented. Ah, okay. Um, okay. I think it, I don't think it happens as much as people would like to think that it does
0: so you think somebody like Freaky, for instance is just out of out of line as a psychologist isn't in the right state of mind to diagnose you with a skill issue? Absolutely okay, okay. Just had to get that very vital concern out of the way <laughs> first. <laughs> very serious interview, as you can see, okay, so um, yeah, what was it like first like starting out playing t f two like just purely casual here in Australia? What's it like? Um,
1: I mean. I can imagine it's probably pretty similar to everywhere else. Like, yeah, I mean, at the moment, it's a lot of, like, bots and stuff, but it's not... I don't think the casual experience is super different. I think it's a, like, kind of smaller community, so I probably tend to run into more people that I know.
0: Right. And there's a lot of Australian casual lore, though, as a result of that, though, right? A lot of kind of craziest experiences. You want to go into any of those?
1: I mean there's the SCP Compendium, which was written by someone, I think it was like Hydra or something a while ago. And that kind of details all of the like major Australian kind of characters within Casual. Um pretty well.
0: But there's yeah, there's all sorts really. Is that something you think would be interesting to display? Um yeah. Okay, I mean, link me that. I can go and open that up. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm maybe, really maybe that's away. not the best idea. There's probably some um, <laughs> interesting comments on there. Okay, uh, yeah. let's, let's cancel that idea. Okay. Okay. So, there's also like a group of like old, crazy older people, there, right? Like not tf oh, old, but like, like real life um, old.
1: Yeah, like Mad Mayhem. Um, all the like boomer, fucking casual players. Um, <laughs> and what's like, that you know, like? And shit. Oh, it's that's all pretty senile. I mean I'm I'm pretty limited in my interaction with that, I would say. Um but yeah, no, they've all been playing for like ten billion years, like since the game bloody first came out. <laughs> they've all got like ten thousand kills on their strange back burners and shit, you know?
0: Yo <laughs> Okay, so what do you say your sort of casual experience, like at least before or like when the bots aren't around, is sort of enhanced by the recognizability factor of just seeing the same people? Or What do you say that kind of takes away from it?
1: I think it's got its pros and cons. I think there's, like it's nice to kind of queue up for a game and see someone that you know if they're like positive, but also I think it, it leads to kind of, you know, there are a lot of people in casual matches that I'd probably also rather avoid. Right, right. Okay. so I think it's kind of it's a bit of both.
0: So, um, are who are like the sorts of content creators in Australian casual, and do you end up seeing them more often due to the smaller player size?
1: Oh Christ! I mean, there's a couple. I don't think I'd really do them all justice, but um, yeah, like from memory, okay. I mean, my my favorite Australian content creator would be Avo. Um, I think he's he's doing a little bit of stuff for like OzFort, like the Sixes thing. Um, but yeah, no. He he streams a lot, and he kind of from time to time will stream like a Sixes or a Highlander game or whatever. And running into him's been nice. And I played on a team with him two seasons ago or something.
0: Do you have a link to his channel to, uh, for display, real quick?
1: Um. Yeah. I'll I'll pull it up.
0: Yeah. Not seeing anything off of a, a quick search. Yeah. How about like the older on uh, content creators, like? Musilk any uh anybody like that I mean there's like Skitchik.
1: he's um he's pretty well known as well like I feel like my experience with Musilk could be a lot more limited, but like you know I mean you used to bump in just like Skitchik all the time, really playing casual. I think he makes like VTuber content now or something he's like kind <laughs> of strayed <laughs> from the like pyrophrag clips that he used to do.
0: How do you feel about that?
1: I think it's bloody funny more than anything. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not super familiar on the sketchy vTuber lore, but I've always found it pretty funny.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, so, what was it like getting into competitive initially in Australia? Um, it
1: wasn't easy. Oh yeah, I don't think. I mean, I've heard it's a lot worse in other regions, but like, I I kind of got in slightly after the big kind of player boom that we had around covid um i think a lot of teams started playing during covid and so they were able to have kind of multiple like divs in the highlander league with Prem and main and that's like declined heaps um since and the teams have just gone down really but i got in kind of just on the end of that and it was like fine but it I, I feel like I had to be very kind of persistent and really grinded out to
2: actually kind of be somewhat recognizable and get on a team and you know, do all of that. Right. Okay. How was the community
0: to you when you like just first were starting out?
2: Um, bit of
0: both.
1: Like, my first ever game um was casted on Critzcast and we got completely rolled. And so that was, like, not a particularly positive experience, and I think I met a lot of figures within the community that I've, you know, I'm, I'm not, the, like, the biggest fans of still, Um, but okay. also, like, through playing pugs and stuff, um, I've also met some really kind of nice people who have helped a lot in terms of kind of developing within Highlander. Oh,
0: uh, okay. So... What was the pug culture like in Australia and the player culture in general like what's it like over there
1: Well I mean at the moment there's like basically one pug server and that's Frog Pugs and I there's been like other pug servers in the past and there's been kind of attempts at pug servers but like Frog Pugs is kind of the persistent one still And I feel like it used to be a lot worse than it is now like, it's, it's certainly gotten a lot better. They're kind of moderating things a lot more. Mm. It's kind of intended for new players. Um, and that usually works out, but I feel like it's still, like, you know, in order to kind of start as a new player, you have to endure a certain amount of
2: kind of, you know, right. stuff from prem players.
0: Okay. So uh, how long has Frog been going on for?
2: Oh, Christ. Um... Longer than me, hmm. maybe. Shit, at a guess like two years now, maybe. Hmm. And what
1: do
0: maybe you think? What do you think they do right that like other pug groups in other regions have issues with? Like, how has Frog Pugs been able to last and be successful for so long?
1: Um, I mean, I can't speak for other regions, but I think Frog Pugs has lasted so long. Well, like. Firstly, just through being the kind of de facto Highlander Pug server, I think it's it's got most of the players, and it's quite difficult to kind of start something else up because you just don't have the player base kind of committed to it. And I think also um, it's had work with like league admins being directly involved. Like um, Bird and Time do a lot of the kind of management within Frog Pugs, and they're also like well, Bird's head admin and times an admin as well in respawn
3: league
0: and yeah and just to clarify for like any of the north american viewers uh this isn't the uh, north american south american time player this is an australian one uh carry on yeah. um oh yeah yeah
2: um, <laughs> so uh
1: yeah i i think like that's been quite good and i mean they've got kind of you know there's like the new player kind of priority system which is called like the tadpole system and they they do a lot of things like that right i mean i think it's designed to encourage new people supposedly encourage new people like first and foremost and so there's a lot of like mentoring and there's kind of more advice i think it's it's very kind of oriented around that
0: right right okay So you think just like the way they kind of like coach mentor new players really helps us like keep interest in it combined with league integration? Yeah, I mean that's basically how
1: I learned to play Medic. Was just kind of grinding out Pugs Uh and getting mentored by people kind of adjacent to Frog Pugs or the community. So
0: how hard was it to find a team in Australia? Um, well my first
1: ever Highlander team was just people I knew like IRL. And we lost every single game that season. And then
2: I think only one of them still plays now. But in terms of like captaining, which is like I, I captained the season after because I was I think it's quite
1: difficult to kind of get onto a new team. Like or get onto a team as a new player. In the sense that you're not particularly well known and the only kind of type of team that's going to take a gamble on a not-very-well-known player is like a completely new team itself. And there aren't that many teams, right? No. um, No, last season I think there were, like, 10? It's looking like there's maybe 11 or 12 next season, Um, compared to, oh, I I think in my first season there were 18, we had like two divs of nine teams or something.
0: And now it's like Um, one
1: div or two divs. Last season was one div. I think every other season before that has been
2: two since about season five.
0: And what's it like playing in with only
2: one div? Um, I mean, from my perspective, it doesn't really change because I, you know, I'm kind of a,
1: like, well, my team's a low-prem team. So, uh, like, we're kind of competing for fourth or third, no right. matter what. Really? But, um, like, from the perspective of people that I've known that have kind of played, like, you know, on a team that would be considered like a high main team, and also um, people who play in a kind of high Prem team, it sucks because you're not really versing teams that are around your skill level. You know, I think Prem right. players would like to have harder games, and
2: main players would like to not have to play Prem players.
0: Hmm. Okay, and there's also a server where it's like people kind of like make their own kind of like scrims against like pug teams, right? Like um, yeah. the Australian highlighter Mercs discord. So how does that yeah. work?
1: Um, so it works just like a pretty standard like Merc scrim kind of discord. You know, you put out that you want a
2: Merc scrim or whatever. You know, ask for nine people. Nine people fill it.
0: And how does it normally go? What's the experience like? I
2: mean, I'm not in it at the moment, actually, but um, <laughs> from
1: kind of memory of how it's gone, like, it, it's usually pretty good. I It's very reliant on knowing who the players are that sign up, and so I feel like it can be tricky if you are, like, completely unknown to play sometimes, and also you'll have a lot of, like... um you know, main captains or whatever that will kind of organize merc scrims that are unintentionally actually right. really stacked against them. Just out of, like, not knowing who plays what and who's good at what.
0: It's inter- it's, 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 it's Fuck. fuck. It's, <laughs> it's interesting to see Australia sort of, like, have that sort of system worked out, though. In something like North America, really, like any other league, it's, like, a lot less centralized and you won't find the same sort of su- uh, service, from my experiences. Also, uh, for... As a quick guide to terminology, Merc is like what we would refer to as ringer over in America. And um, yeah, basically it's just a pug stream in a sense, except for like, yeah, more organized, yeah. centralized, so on and so forth. Yeah.
1: I would say again, the Merc kind of discords like success is probably also attributed to the fact that admins are kind of involved in that as well. <laughs>
0: And do you think that's something that maybe like other regions and leagues kind of like learn from and benefit from?
1: I think they probably could. I'm not kind of super sure how they do it in other places. Right. But, s- um, like from my experience
2: of kind of Australian stuff, like a lot of the things are admin run or admin involved. Right,
0: right. And... Does that sort of just maintain a sense of discipline, kind of knowing that it's like admins, knowing that it's people who are like directly in control, like in responsible for just like administrating the community, doing bans and whatnot, like does that kind of help keep people online?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think it means that the people who are kind of running it, you know, they've got their heads screwed on and they've kind of got like a vested interest in the thing succeeding.
0: Right. Like there's goodwill
1: there. Yeah, and, you know, like, ideally you don't have anyone who's particularly kind of power-hungry or anything.
0: Right, right. Okay. So what's the, uh, like, player culture like in Australia in Highlander?
2: Um, I think it's very split between... Well, in my experience,
1: personally, anyway, I feel like um, there's a big split between the kind of players who have been playing since, like, UGC and then the kind of newer crop of
2: players that happened, not hmm. What was UTC like in Australia, then?
1: Well, I never played it, but I've heard it was pretty shit. Hmm. Um, it- Yeah, like, there's a lot of... I think there were a lot of frustrations with the kind of system and with how everything was run, right? and so that led to Respawn League being created. And, and the- I, mean, I, I think Respawn League still has its issues, but it's certainly better than
0: UTC. Right, like, a step in the right direction, people are trying... At some point, there was also, like, a boycott of UGC, right?
1: Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's... I mean, I'm not, like, fully exactly sure, but I think that's how Respawn League started. Hmm, Um, I remember my first ever Highlander team had initially signed up to play UGC, and then we got kind of asked by a couple of people who were playing Respawn League, you know, it was suggested that we play Respawn instead. And from the one or two UGC games I played, like they pretty shit. <laughs> so you're, like,
0: glad, okay. I like, to go over, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what... To get back to the earlier question, though, what is the divide like? Can you give us some details on that?
1: Um, I mean, I think you've kind of got this, like, old guard of mostly kind of prim Highlander players who, um, you know, like, they're... I think they seem to be more kind of relevant... Within the community, than a lot of like, you know, newer players. And I mean, they, they do have a lot of kind of experience, you know, like, you've got people who've been playing Highlander for what, like, the better part of bloody seven years or something now, at least, um, like, with a lot of them. And so I feel like that has kind of culminated in a bit of a, like, kind of clicky, like, thing. And it's not fully like that. There are a lot of newer players who have kind of risen up by playing Respawn League. Um, but I think most of the people who are admins and most of the people who kind of run things and most of the higher-prem players are all old UDC players.
3: Hmm.
0: Okay, right, right. What's it like leading a team in Australia? What's like the team leader culture? Um...
1: Not many people want to bloody do it because it's a pain in the ass to be kind of captaining and in charge of running stuff. And I mean, from my personal experience, like, I am pretty happy captaining. I mean, you know, I've, I've been known to shirk a few captaincy responsibilities to other people.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a major <laughs> skill issue on your part.
1: I mean, it is just a bit of a pain in the ass sometimes, but like yeah, i I feel like I haven't found it too bad, but a lot of people don't really have the time or the energy or care enough about Highlander to want to do it, and I can kind of completely understand that as well. I see.
0: What's usually your biggest concern, like as a team leader on Australia? Are there any like big frustrations you end up usually having with like just how the way things are?
1: I mean it's pretty tricky to kind of wrangle a bunch of players and get a kind of solid team together. Like, um, I found in particular, you know, a lot of kind of really good, like, scout, soldier, and demo players at least will always have a kind of better sixes team that they're interested in playing. And a lot of... You'll find a lot of players kind of prioritizing sixes and, um, you know, like it's difficult to find like a really good scout soldier or demo player that doesn't also play sixes. Hmm. So okay. what's
0: what's sixes like in Australia then? Like what's the culture in sixes like?
1: Um, I'm not the most knowledgeable on sixes. I've played it a little bit. I don't kind of mind it, but I, I haven't played it for long enough to really kind of speak on that heaps. But I think it's certainly seen as the preferable game mode by a lot more people. And as a result, you know
2: you've got I think five sixes divs or something Most seasons
0: That's fair. okay, so um yeah, okay what, what are your experiences with the admins like as a um, team leader? It's like do they are they usually kind of cooperative, do they work with you like what's it like leading with in um, Australia on that side? It's
1: very mixed. Um, like personally i've I think it depends on the admin. I think um most of the current leadership at the moment I'm pretty happy with, but we've had kind of issues in the past, um you know, talking to some admins, and it it is a bit frustrating
2: with kind of some players, I think hmm. Hmm. so um,
0: yeah. What's RSL like? How is it ran? What are the? What's the administration like?
2: Um. Well, the administration is kind of like there's there's a really
1: strong link between the respawn league administration and Quixelite, which is the kind of like major server provider, um, and also with Critzcast, and so most things that get done in Australia are kind of you know. Almost every game's played on a Quixelite server and when something gets casted it's usually by Critzcast. Hmm, and okay. that's that's been changing a lot lately. I think there's been frustrations with Quixelite and Critzcast. I've I've got quite a few frustrations with Quixolite and oh, CritzCast. What sort, sort of frustration?
2: Um, well my team aren't allowed to get our games casted by Critzcast likely. And why is that? Um I I don't know exactly. I'm not fully, completely sure, but, um, yeah, no, I, I don't think they're too keen on us.
0: Okay. For so, whatever reason. How about the admin team themselves, like, d- without the outside influences, how are they?
1: Um, depends who you ask. Well, I'm asking I you. Know, you're asking me. Um, okay, well, i am probably got to speak, like, a little bit carefully here, but... I don't know how many people are going to see this.
0: But, uh, probably um, like twenty or fifty or something. Maybe eighty okay. if it ends up being popular.
1: Well, we'll hope there's not any bloody admins watching then, eh?
0: <laughs> oh, there will be. I've I've found
1: that um some people have had a lot of frustrations with the admin team in terms of kind of corruption or perceived corruption. And I mean, I can't really speak on that fully, but um, yeah, I. I know that there's been a lot of kind of, you know, you probably get like a scandal every season or something that's seemed to be pretty major. Um, and that's a lot of the time that will kind of involve an admin or a couple of admins. From my end, I've had a lot of issues with, like, I don't know, I feel like the perception, like my personal perception of some of the admins is that they're rather kind of ineffectual. That a lot of them don't actually really seem to be making super significant changes. And I know that they have over time. You know, I know that Respawn League is a lot better than UGC, but it feels like we've also got quite a long way to go in Australia, especially in terms of kind of growing the player base. I found that not enough work has really been done there. And you're seeing every kind of Highlander season, it's usually, it's on like a downward trend in terms of players. Hmm. And so, You know, that's particularly kind of obvious last
0: season, um, reverting back to one dev. And what do you think the admins can do about that, RSL?
2: Um I think
1: it would be nice to see more encouragement of new players. And within the kind of PUG and Merc Scrim servers, I think that could be made you know, I, I like that's where most of the kind of player base starts out from. You don't see too many people kind of making a team and then playing without having already played some pugs or some merc scrims to kind of get a feel right. for the game. And so I feel like a kind of greater focus on making it a really, really solid experience for new players could certainly help. Okay,
0: uh, What do you think the community can do? Like the people, the, p- the players themselves, what can they do about it?
1: Um, I think we would have a stronger player base if more people were to captain. Like, I I think, you know, if more people are captaining, you're getting more teams and more people are getting convinced to play. Um, I think maybe the admins could offer some, like, captaincy incentives or something. I I kind of don't know any, like, you know, specifically what that would entail. But it seems like if there was, like, yeah, some kind of incentive to make a team, you would get more people playing. Because it is quite tricky relative to sixes to make a Highlander team. You know, finding kind of eight other people plus subs. Who are willing right. to play all sorts of classes and stuff?
0: Uh, so from the sounds of it, the admins are doing along the way of like community initiatives, right? Like, um, yeah. how about the community themselves, like players that aren't on the admin teams? Are there any sorts of like interesting community inter- uh, initiatives or projects that any of those people are doing? Yeah, no, completely.
1: Um, so there's Bearcasts, which is like a kind of rival cast casting organization and that's fully kind of community driven and led. Hmm. And I've done, you know, one or two kind of small casting things for them. But, um, I've, I found that to be really good in terms of, you know, they're a lot bloody easier like a lot bloody easier to deal with than crits cast. Certainly. What makes you say that? Um, I think they're more willing to cast kind of, um, like more, you know, they're, cast don't really tend to cast a lot of main games. They tend to cast a lot of kind of high-prem, you know, finals. Like, that's more their focus. And, and so I feel like BearCast is really filling a niche of casting a lot of games that normally wouldn't get casted, but are still really interesting.
0: And to be clear, in Australia, main, there's two divs, right? Like, main, uh, sometimes main is, like, the lower yeah. one, prem is the, bigger, the higher one? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, so um, it's normally two divs. But I think, um, yeah, last season it wasn't. Last season it was kind of one big thing. But often, you know, teams are still referred to as kind of being like a prim team, even if right. there's
2: only one big. Okay. Um, how about some other
0: community projects?
2: Uh, well, there's Bakes Pugs, which is,
1: you know, it was developed by Bakes, and it's kind of a, like, um, I suppose you'd call it like a mix where, um, like two kind of, it's like a Merc scrim, but both teams are filled with players. And so, um, yeah, like I think the kind of concept behind that is making a better space for newer players who want to kind of try out other classes in a kind of slightly more pressure free environment than Frog pugs. I think mm, one of I the see. kind of bigger issues of Frog Pugs is that by being the only pug server in Australia, it kind of has to cater to everyone, and so naturally has catered a lot more towards prem players than it probably should. And so I think Basics Pugs is kind of addressing that issue a little bit by making an, like making kind of games that can be played by lower main players, and then also enjoyed by other people who are off-classing. Hmm, Okay. So I, th- I probably played just about every class in a kind of Highlander context on Bags Pugs and enjoyed that a lot more, kind of playing against, you know, newer players who want to really focus on their mains. Right. And they, they just run, like, a, like one or two of those a week, usually. Okay.
0: Yeah, that was a person, like, I, I played some of those, pretty enjoyable. Of course, I don't really, like, play that much almost these days due to, like, the ping thing. Yeah, code <laughs> making I don't know, paying higher yeah, I mean, with like, you, you the routing. Yeah,
1: you don't really see heaps of international players in Australia. I think you get like a couple of Asian players every season just kind of going right. to my head scan or whatever, but like I haven't had to deal with too many international players. No burgers? No, some... barely. I think you're the oh, it's like you and bloody
0: Luigi. Ah, yeah, Luigi. Uh, okay, so any other sorts of like interesting community projects, or are those the main two right now?
1: I think those are the main two at the moment. I think there's kind of other things maybe in the works, but
0: it's, you know, nothing right.
1: kind of super concrete at the moment. Right. So,
0: <laughs> what are some uh, interactions you had with like Luigi? What sort of influence did he have on the Australian community?
1: Um, we, he barely had any influence on me. Like, I, I don't think... I haven't played with him heaps, but I'm more kind of aware of his existence. <laughs> um, I think he's more
2: well-known by, you know, kind of players that have been playing for slightly, like, ever so slightly longer than me, I would say. Right.
1: And I've probably had more interaction with you, to be honest.
0: <laughs> no, that's definitely fair. Um, yeah, so for a while, the Australian met at, like, kind of stayed similarish right and in recent times that's kind of been changing. Yeah, I yeah. would
1: say. I mean, I feel like we're seeing a lot of kind of newer techs, um, you right. know, especially like um Rascals who are one of the kind of better Prem teams, they're um bringing over a lot of kind of strategies and stuff that they've gotten from like American players or European players, I think. Okay. And I think um with a couple of other kind of, you know, like with you or with some Asian players kind of playing in the div as well, we're seeing some kind of, like a couple of other kind of interesting holds and stuff.
0: Right. Uh, so what's what brought about that change, do you think?
1: Um. I think it's kind of a, well, I, I think it's mostly like a desire to kind of beat other teams, right? And hmm. by like introducing new strategies that haven't really been tried in australia or right just kind of running things differently really
0: right right so what's like asia not australia play like uh they're like kind of like close together but they're not really that closer connected to other regions right what's the sort of connection they have as regions
1: um well i think like it's probably a ping thing in the sense that if you live in Asia, you're probably still able to kind of get all right ping on Australian servers. Mm. Like, it's it's probably not nearly as bad, I think. Um, like, living in New Zealand, my ping is pretty consistently shit anywhere that is in Australia.
0: <laughs> and would you say that, like, ping and just sort of relative isolation from other regions has had a lot of impact on the development and growth of Australia mm. as a region?
1: I think it's been a very independent thing. And I think you've got a lot of kind of, you know, the community's smaller. So I think a lot of people are very well known. Like, um, you know, it it seems to me that in other divisions, it's kind of like the people that are really, really good that are super well known. And then maybe, you know, people kind of are aware of the people that they have to like interact with frequently. But I think in Australia, everyone kind of knows everyone if you've just
2: like played enough. And you know, yeah. Sorry, I was are saying.
1: Well, like I'm, I'm pretty aware of kind of some players that I've never even met or played with, simply through you know other people talking about them or the kind of impact that they've had on the league. Right. Like it's
0: kind of carrying on. Do you think that a uh, geographical distance in ping has had like a bit of an impact on the like just the metas of Australia? Though, like,
1: quite possibly. I think a lot of people just kind of do things that work, you know, if it works, you do it. If it doesn't work, you don't do it. Mm, And I think that's probably to my knowledge, you know, I mean, a a lot of the strategies that kind of have been implemented on my own team that we pretty consistently run or have run
0: has mostly just been, you know, if it works, keep doing it type of stuff. Right. Okay. Like the famous Wasteman user, Kritzkrieg.
1: Yeah, um, no, I mean, I, I think I'm, out of most medics who play Highlander in Australia, probably the most keen on using crits. but I, even though I it's, it. it's been a bit on decline. So, I think um, you, you'd probably have to talk to, like, Doctrine or someone. He's, he's a bit more knowledgeable about it, but I, I think it's... We've kind of shown it to be a lot more viable, and I think most other medics in Australia, you know, it's very... In terms of just, like, Medic, it's... I've found it's mostly only stock that gets used. Right. Even yeah. then, you've got a pretty bloody hard time convincing someone to not use the Ubisoft well.
0: Even in other regions, it's like, yeah, you won't see Crit Creek nearly that much. Uh, why yeah. do you think maybe it's, like... I don't know. Would you say maybe it feels, like... From the sense of it, it feels more effective in Australia than in other regions,
3: maybe?
2: Um, I don't know. Like, I've... I've only played in Australia. I mean, I guess it's like
1: It's probably not more effective, but I think it maybe you know
0: nobody really uses it. I think it catches some people off guard, right, because it's just like so niche and kind of out there that like it kind yeah, of just works. I, yeah.
1: I think it's one of the only real kind of interesting loadout options you have on medic, really for in sure terms of Highlander
0: so, Another thing with Australia that's kind of interesting, right, is that it feels like a lot of the players are sort of centred centered around like major cities in Australia, right? Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the people know each other in real life, yeah?
1: Yeah, no, like, a lot. Um, I think most of the like, kind of people that I have had to deal with live in Melbourne or Brisbane, and then there's like quite a few in Sydney, a couple in Perth, Reasonable amount in New Zealand, but it's still pretty spread out. And
0: then, you know, there's
1: kind of people all over. Right. And But not like most of it.
0: What sort of effect do you think that has on, like, the scene there? Do you think that makes pe- the players, like, more likely to sort of just be cat fr- like friends outside of Team Fortress 2 and do other things together?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I know, you know, a lot of the kind of Brisbane players have done stuff in the past, you know, all gone bloody bowling or whatever. Um, and these are kind of people that don't like necessarily play on the same teams, but you know, it helps. highlander players in the same city, I
0: guess. Right, and it really helps um, like keep a sense of community, right? So like, kind of helps yeah. retain players in a sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't really like I've I've lived in New Zealand, you know, all of my life, and I I don't think I'm really meeting too many highlander players anytime <laughs> soon. Um, just because, you know, I think
0: most of the New Zealand players are all pretty spread out as well. Right, right. So um, you touched upon just, like, Quixelate earlier, right?
3: Yep.
0: Do you have anything, like, further to say on the matter, like, experiences with it? Just sort of personal thoughts and insights, like, more con- concerns? Like, what's it like?
1: Um. Well, my kind of personal issues that we've had with Quixelate... Have mostly revolved around it being kind of the official server provider for respawn league, and thus it being very difficult previously to kind of use other servers. And it's it's been a little bit easier since, but um, yeah, for the most part in Australia in the past, like a Quixelite ban has effectively been a league ban. Um, so like last season, for instance, you know, um. Kurt who played heavy on my team got like a two-week quicks ban for saying something in like an Oz Fortress game or something. And so well, you know, he said it in sixes, but it is effectively also a two-week Highlander ban. Just based on that. And yeah. that's kind of been quite frustrating for people. And I remember, um, in the grand final a few seasons ago, um like CK or someone got banned for saying, like they, they kind of combed through his like Quixelite history or whatever, found something that could kind of get him banned and then subsequently he couldn't play in that grand final. And I know that there are a few kind of prem players who are quite better over that and the fact that they kind of had to play the grand final on a Quixelite server and were subsequently down a player. You know, well, down like a core player, they got a sub, I think.
0: Hmm. And do you think it's, like, necessarily a bad thing, per se?
1: Um, I think it would be good if, you know, I it would be good if there were more server options or if there was kind of less of a strong link between respawn and select. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I, I think the kind of, the idea that a Quicksilite ban is a league ban isn't particularly kind of favorable to me i would say right. i know that it's a lot better now but um yeah a lot of there's kind of been a lot of specific kind of grievances with Quixelite servers
2: and how Quixelite have kind of run things hmm. okay um let's see right Right.
0: so um t- 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 does it kind of have the effect of just really impacting how comfortable people feel in the community just have like pretty much having Kicks be able to arbitrate over you like that
1: I think it depends on the person for me I'm not particularly kind of all that happy with it just because of the the impact that it has had on some players in the sense that you know they'll get banned for saying something in a completely different game mode or something um even just like a two-week ban can be incredibly frustrating and while you can play on other servers, um, you know, I, I think like a lot, like other servers in Australia also have had specific issues. Mm. Like there isn't really a dedicated other server provider. A lot of people will use like Oz Fortress servers or something, but mm. in the past they've been notoriously pretty unreliable. But like, and the- so it kind of results in using, you know, people's like personal servers. Right, and, and
0: the great. The grievance, in specific, is that it's just like kickslate determining the bans and not the league itself.
1: Yeah, I mean there is a very okay. strong connection between Quixelite and the league. Um, I think it's it's a lot stronger than they like to kind of pretend that it is. Um, but yeah, as a result, um, you, like you can effectively get league banned without getting league banned.
0: Mm, so the admins don't have to like deal with any of it. I see.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, I, I don't know if that's like necessarily fully the reason. I don't completely know why the reason is. I think um, it's easier to get banned from Quixelite in some senses than it is from Respawn League, in kind of how the criteria around what is like infractable in Respawn compared to what can get you banned in Quixelite kind of is.
0: Right, so it's like specifically it's just like the issue is how much influence KickSlate has over things relatively, like yeah, I of would the say. League.
1: okay, um I would say previously that could have also been applied to Critzcast, but now that we' kind of you know we've got another community casting organization, I feel like it's it's losing a bit of the monopoly that it had on cast
0: hmm. and do you think it's important for like the provider of these services, especially something like servers in the league, to just be separated, right?
1: yeah, I mean, personally, i would I' prefer a lot more kind of neutrality from QuicksSlate. I mean, I know there are like, you know, you shouldn't like you certainly should be punished for saying certain things, right? But I think a good alternative would be maybe a second server provider or something because um yeah, but in particular, kind of working around people's QuicksSlate bans has been quite frustrating especially when what they're saying wouldn't actually get them banned from playing within the league itself.
0: Right. And from what I've heard, Slate can be kind of like biased and very subjective when it comes to like what they ban over, like certain things that bother them. Right.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not specifically super familiar off the top of my head with stuff like that, but I feel like, um, yeah, like, A lot of the things that people get banned for or warned for on Quixelite seem to be pretty open to like interpretation, and I've seen people say things that feel like they should be banable but aren't. It's kind of tricky, I think. Hmm, But I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily, you know, I think Quixelite can ban people for like whatever they like,
0: but I think without a kind of other good server alternative, it's quite tricky. Right. So, Um, like dealing with that, you think they should be like held to like a certain standard, kind of. If they are just like the only provider,
1: yeah, I think so. Um, because they, it's not only for Highlander, it is also kind of six. I mean, you're able to use Os for, like, Fortress servers for both of them, but the Oz Fortress right. servers are kind of seem to be less good.
0: I would think another concern would be just like. If it's something you're trying to use for community games as well, though, right? Like, they have so much power over basically just everything there. But then it also applies to. They also have, like, that same sort of influence over a region like Asia, where they're also, like, the very dominant influence when it comes to um, servers.
1: I mean, like, in a sense, it's like, um, you know, every single pug, every single Merc Scrim, most of the, like, Scrims and officials that you're going to play are on a QuickSlide server. Right? Right. Like, I, I think um, in terms of playing sexes, you do see Oz Fortress servers a lot more frequently. But, like, there's a lot of quickslate kind of usage.
0: And you think that, like, just those community groups, the leagues, just like whoever might be using slate, should have the right to determine what a person should and should be banned over rather than the server provider themselves?
1: Yeah, I, I think if it's something that you can say that isn't kind of infractible within the league. Then it's frustrating to still not be able to play because it kind of right. breaks the Quixelite terms of service. I feel like they should be similar or like the same, ideally. And then okay. I, I think that would kind of make things a whole lot more easier.
0: So, what do you think Quixelite could do to like improve on this to address these concerns? Especially if they're going to be doing something like their own Pug service going forward, which people I have think- also kind of brought up as like a concern, given their tendency to sort of use that influence.
1: It's less what they could do specifically and more what other people could do in the sense that I think it would be nice to see some kind of real competition towards Quicksilite in the same way that, um, you know, BearCasts have done for, like, CritsCast. I think it would be good to have kind of other servers, you know, well, in me- that way, those kind of options.
0: Well, let me rephrase it. Do you think that Kickslate necessarily has like ill intent in mind, like coded in specific? If not, I, what would your advice be to him? Like, what could he do to change things would, and help out? I
1: I would hope that within Australian Highlander there isn't anyone with kind of ill intent at all. Right, um, but then so it's not even just I, Australian I would,
0: Highlander; it's other regions you know, too.
1: Yeah, you know, like you would hope that everyone is kind of has the best intentions in mind. I think with how it's manifested in terms of Quixelite over Respawn League has been quite frustrating, Um, and I think you know, like maybe the connection between Quixelite and Respawn League is to a degree intentional, but I I don't know if they're you know intentionally kind of trying to make things difficult. So what do you? just how it's manifested.
0: So what do you think Coden could do though to help like change these things to like present um, a better image and whatnot.
1: I mean, what Coden could probably do is, I, I, like, I don't even know really. I, like, I would like there to be more of a separation between the league and Quixelet. And I think we're seeing a little bit of that. Um, I think also maybe some kind of like anti cheat detection would be nice. Hmm. You know, um, I, I know that that kind of freaks a lot of people out within Australia, at least. But I think just like the concept of, you know, hey, maybe we should look at this demo would be nice.
0: Right. In
1: balance, this
0: So, there was one more thing I kind of wanted to ask you about that matter. Yeah. So, this is kind of like drawing from my own personal experiences. It seems like a decent way of the time it's just like you'll say a random thing and then maybe like, kick slate, like, we'll just like... Find that out somehow, and is that something that's concerning? Just how they like randomly oh, yeah. d- detect and find all these things in um, like your own private servers and whatnot?
1: Yeah, so to the extent of my knowledge, they've got some like, um, you know, it, it like auto detects or whatever whenever somebody says a certain word or phrase.
0: That's kind of how I have heard it to work. Oh no, I meant in like discords and whatnot.
1: Oh, um, I mean, in terms of Discord's, I don't think Quicksight really cares outside of the Quicksight Discord, and I don't think, I mean, respawn league have kind of had a couple of like, I'm I'm pretty sure you can get infracted for saying things in Discord. It depends. I know right. that in the people have been kind of, you know, um, called up on like match comms or something and been infracted for that. In terms of like what they're actually saying in VCs yeah. and then that goes on a vault or something and then some bloody admin comes through that and, you know, you're tier three like Tier three infracted.
0: Right. No, I'm just wondering if you could think back to like your server, just like people randomly getting contacted based off of like things they said they're like, I believe Oh yeah. Um,
3: yeah. Um, do you think I, like that's I'm a concern? For... Yeah,
1: I mean I think it's a bit bloody weird. Like we've we've had a couple of people kind of Complaining or saying something about QuickSlate and then receiving messages or receiving tickets for it, whatever it is. You know? I think that's like a bit kind of like off putting slightly, but um,
0: yeah, if they could be a bit less bloody weird, that would maybe be nice, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, but that's like definitely like one of your concerns with QuickSlate, yeah?
1: Yeah, I mean, I like there are certain things that people should be kind of warned or punished for like saying certainly but i i think maybe like some of at least um from the kind of highlander circles that i am in i think the perception of light is that they're kind of um very like kind of austere in the way that they talk to people and i think it feels a lot less kind of
0: personal right well, what sort of a vibe does it give you, though, just like randomly being contacted over these things by Kickslate in your own discords and servers? Um,
1: well, I've actually never been contacted, Right. unfortunately. Um, I've never been pulled up on... But just like obs- observing
0: other. that, what sort of effect does that
1: have? Um, I mean, it, it catches you about out of the blue from yeah. everyone I know that's kind of said something, or, you know, um, you get banned and then you kind of don't find out because you've got the Quickslate server. <laughs> um Stuff like that. No, I mean, I mean yeah.
0: Not relating to like bans directly though, but just like people randomly getting con- contacted over for like non administrative reasons. Do you think that's something that just like yeah, bothers I, I people? It is,
1: it is a bit strange. I think people do get a bit bothered by getting pulled up for stuff out of the blue. Right, like on their own and, discords, right? Yeah, on, on their own discords. Like not saying anything that is specifically within a Quixelite server, but just
0: saying maybe something about Quixolite. Right. And do you feel like, yeah, maybe that's something they should just like change from stop doing? Because like the vibe I sort of get is that it makes you really just have to wonder about who you can trust. Like what kick- guys KickSlate has where, right? Like, it's just so weird to I mean, see. I I think it's pretty
1: obvious who kind of within Quixelate, you know, like it, I think everyone kind of knows who the people that would be saying stuff like that are. It's like with with an Australian highlander, I think it's certainly a trust thing about what you say to her, you know. Hmm.
0: And what do you think Kicksley's motivation to sort of just do those things are? Is it just them trying to like be proactive?
1: I think it's it's probably out of a kind of professionalism thing or something.
0: I'm hmm. not
1: really sure. I mean, I'm not I'm not super concerned about it in regards to my own team because most of the time that it's happened, it hasn't been particularly major, right. and it hasn't really genuinely happen to all that many people that are on my team but i've seen it happen to kind of people that i've played with in the past or whatever
0: do you think it's just like sort of a transparency thing yeah maybe i mean i'm just like the way they go i'm made
1: like a little bit uncomfortable by it but i i don't think it's really as major of a thing as the kind of monopoly that quickslide have right. on Australian Highlander, I think that's probably more concerning to me.
0: And Asian and, to an extent, North American, although in North America there's, like, a lot more infrastructure, yeah. But it's just, like, yeah. I feel like it's kind of concerning seeing, like, this sort of approach they take in Australia. Like, I feel like it's just interesting to think about, right? Just seeing about how yeah. that can maybe affect other regions, like, potential concerns, things kick a slate should, like, be held accountable and addressed going forward. Yeah.
1: I, I think this would probably also be solved by a competing server provider, really. Mm. Like, I I think, you know, um, having a kind of choice as to what you're playing on and kind of who's running it might be nice.
0: Yeah, that's fair. But uh, I definitely feel like it's just important to address this, like with them going forward with like this whole pug thing, right? Like, it's just yeah. kind of concerning given how they've gone about things today. Yeah. And that's like, even yeah. in South America, they have a lot of servers. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah, no, the
1: Quicksight network seems pretty bloody worldwide.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's about all I want to cover. Again, it's like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Like, on the Kicksilite matter, yeah. It's just sort of interesting to talk about it all. It's not, like, I don't necessarily think that they're like, yeah, that they have ill intent or anything. It's just, like, I feel like it's things that they should really address and sort of, like, improve from, right? Like, Like, that's the point of all of that.
1: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure everyone involved believes that they're doing the right thing to make Australian Highlander better. Right. Ultimately, right? Right. Um, I think the way that that's manifested to a lot of players is kind of maybe a bit of a distrust of Quixelite or of the admins or stuff like that. Or of other players. Yeah, I I think I've I've certainly got a reasonable amount of distrust for a lot of the kind of organizations within Australia that are being run, even some of the newer ones.
0: Hmm. And I imagine that's pretty harsh in like a smaller region with only one to two divs per season.
1: Well, certainly. Right. Yeah. Um, like I, you know, a lot of these people very personally, right? It's, you know, like I, I think most of the people that are currently playing, I've played in pugs with, or played on a team with, or, you know, interacted with in some capacity.
0: Right. Um, Okay, so moving on from that topic, do you think that like there's a certain importance that, that hasn't really been discovered when it comes to cross-regional collaboration cooperation?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of regions have interesting things to offer, kind of interesting, you know, um, tech that they have or whatever. I I think there's a general kind of consensus among Australian players that the skill level and the kind of skill ceiling is a lot lower compared to regions like North America or Europe. Right. Um. You know, I, like they're kind of seen as being like the best Highlander players, right? Right. Um, if you took a kind of really high level Australian Highlander team, I think the kind of consensus is that they wouldn't really stand a chance against a really strong
2: American or European team. How about, but I like, think that's more of just like it's a lower kind of talent pool that you're drawing from
0: right. How about more of like a community based sense like do you think it would help out just like with a sense of community? do you think you would help the communities out to sort of like yeah. just cooperate across regions yeah
1: I, I think it would. um I've seen a few kind of cross region demo reviews and stuff, like American players talking to kind of. Like really higher prem teams in Australia, right. and kind of providing them with newer tech or newer ways of thinking about playing the classes or the maps or whatever that they play.
0: Right. So, do you think something interesting that could like kind of maybe like approach that a bit is just like people doing more in the way of competitive YouTube content, and then just sort of like elaborating on that, and just like abstracting that to be like cross regional stuff as well.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd certainly be really interested in that. I mean, I think to an extent it's like, it depends on kind of the meta that is prevalent within right. the kind of regions and stuff. Well, I know that there's a lot of, you know, I've seen some kind of Highlander content, like American stuff, where it feels a little bit less relevant in terms of how Australian
0: Highlander is played. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm just thinking like kind of more, like specifically, you know, stuff like, Class roundtables. I feel like it could be really interesting just seeing what all the different regions have to offer and like just giving them all yeah, a bit completely. of a voice, you know?
1: I think, um, you know, there's certainly people in Australia that have a lot to say and also a lot of people in the kind of region that would be very willing to listen to other kind of ideas from other regions.
3: Hmm.
0: And do you think that would be something you'd be interested in just like participating in or like trying to set, organize like just like cross regional? class roundtables and whatnot
1: i'd certainly be very interested in kind of listening to stuff like that i mean i suppose the time zones are a little bit of an issue hmm, for sure um, you know at the moment it's almost 9 p.m for me four forty-three a.m for me year.
0: yeah but uh yeah I don't know. it's a question i've been asking like a decent few of their interviewees but it's just like really interesting to see what sorts of community things we think we could come to together
1: yeah no, certainly. I think there's I would be very interested in kind of learning about you know how other regions kind of function in terms of the meta there, how they right. play it, and then and just the like kind of speed and strategy within their own kind of
0: games I think right, right. and then just like the sense of community kind of revolving around that, right yeah, certainly, yeah, okay so um i th- I think that runs about like. A decent load of my questions. Uh do you have any you would want to ask and answer yourself? Not particularly.
2: I mean Yeah, I I feel like Australian Highland is pretty
1: pretty kind of small in um player base and in scope and in you know. I I mean I I think there is a lot of talent within the region.
2: But also just in terms of how many players there are, like Yeah, it like, the difference between high-prem and low-prem in some instances can just be, like, a team. But, you know, it's... I, I think it's just tricky
1: because of the amount of players that there are to kind of... You, you don't have as much of a really kind of, sp- like, general spectrum of talent in some instances. Right. And there's a lot of kind of jumps between teams in terms of skill level.
0: Um, so... What do you think? Do you think there's anything like maybe Australia does better than other regions, as far as you're as far as you're aware?
1: Um, I think it's pretty friendly for the most part. Everything's pretty kind of casual, hmm. I would say. Um, okay. and for most instances, anyway, like everyone's pretty willing to kind of have a chat. I think. Right. For the most part.
0: Okay. Um. Okay. What do you think rsl needs to change? like what's um, what's the biggest thing they need to do going forward? What's their next move?
1: Yeah, I mean, i I would like a little bit more transparency on some things I think um the way that some of their kind of um anti-cheat investigations function at the moment is not particularly kind of satisfactory to me at least. maybe. Probably to also a lot of other players. Okay. Um, and I think also the kind of really strong links that they've had with CrissCast and QuicksLight, I would like to see them kind of phased out a little bit more and more kind of community options brought in um, right. so that kind of every level people are able to play the game and enjoy it. And, like, um, you know, I, I think BearCast in particular has been really good in the sense that they've been casting a lot of games that wouldn't normally kind of see the light of day, but I think are still kind of interesting, like, studies in Highlander. Right, right. You know, um, like, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm quite interested in how kind of, I always have been um, interested in more kind of main Australian players getting kind of represented in terms of casting and stuff. (laughs) And I know that it is certainly at a kind of lower skill level But I think it is interesting nonetheless, and it's competitive, and there's rivalry. It's fun. Yeah, I I think in some instances it can almost feel like the stakes are a lot higher in main games, because there is more a chance that anyone can win it.
0: A lot more diversity, yeah. A lot less like, oh, this is the best team. Oh, uh, actually, that does give me an idea. So for a while there's like this really dominant team in Australia, right? Like Red Pandas? Red Pandas. And how long did that go on for? Like, what was that like?
1: went on for fucking ages. Like, I don't even remember how many games they lost, but it was barely any. And they, yeah, they, they'd been playing basically since UGC, similar players most seasons, been incredibly dominant, and were kind of generally regarded as not only being the best team, but kind of
0: being unbeatable, hmm. almost. And how do you think they'd compare to like other regions?
1: Are they'd probably get rolled by any like pretty good, you know, kind of high-prem like North American or European team. Damn, are uh, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like they 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 were like widely regarded as being really good, and then they kind of disbanded and came back as a team called Blue Pandas, and that team did a lot less well. And I think since most of them are kind of. Retired or doing other things now. I think a couple of them still kind of maybe play here and there, but um, you know, Red Pandas were kind of unparalleled mostly in Australia.
0: Right. Uh, so, what do you think the next step for Australia as a community is? Is it just like going through with these and kind of like exploring these little community initiatives from like non-admins, non like the smaller groups? Yeah, like Bearcasts, yeah. Big Spugs. I think. Um.
1: I think stuff like that is. Like I think what the community needs going forward is to grow. Like it, it kind of did during COVID, but it was completely unable to sustain that. Right. It was like and a so, rising tide. Yeah, completely. And so I think like those community initiatives um are kind of promoting like interest in Maine and an interest in kind of like the you know, um, The kind of spectacle of games and I like that's what I'm particularly interested in within Highlander, I think, is just like the characters and the people within it, the kind of groups that you get and the rivalries. I think that's right. A hell of a lot more interesting than, you know,
0: watching Red pandas win every season. Right. So what do you think of the the future is for Australian Highlander?
2: I'd like to be optimistic. Um, But are you optimistic? I don't know that I necessarily fully am, but I surprised. I think um yeah it's
1: it's been pretty tricky. I mean if we get eleven teams next season or twelve teams, I think twelve teams means two divs, and so that would be really great again. and if we get eleven then that's one more than last season, so I suppose there's some growth. but a lot of the kind of yeah, a lot of the teams that are getting formed now aren't really of new players or don't have too many new players. Right. Even the kind of lower main teams a lot of those people have been playing, you know, three or four seasons at least now. And so they're kind of reasonably accustomed with it all. So I think um yeah, I I think if they are able to kind of get more new players, not just playing a season, but playing two seasons and playing pugs and kind of getting involved in the community. I think that would be really great. I think player retention is probably mm-hmm. the biggest issue.
0: Okay. Um so what are online game what's online gaming
2: like in general in Australia? Um well I've I've kind of no life to Highlander for the past,
1: you know, year and a half. Or Understandable. <laughs> but I yeah, I mean it's probably probably similar to a lot of other places but also very australian in the sense that i think a lot of it is pretty casual and a lot of it mm. is like very small in terms of player base still right like of, you know i mean it's it's even more so in bloody new zealand right you had like you're playing on a sydney server you're playing with mostly australians
0: i've heard like that a lot of older games are like a lot of games do like just sort of have player base counts and all Austra- like player base issues in australia yeah like just not enough players yeah
1: there's there's not enough kind of people really i suppose kind of proportionally to other places
0: right and then it's like sometimes there's not even like dedicated oceanic servers or sometimes it's just like if you want to play with other people you get higher ping right because it's just like so far away
1: yeah um that's that's certainly been kind of quite frustrating and i mean you know there's no hope of a new zealand server ever for tf2.
0: Do you think there's um, a- sorry. I'd love it,
1: you know. Like I I think I'm I'm consistently getting kind of 30 to 40 ping on most australian servers
0: though, and I'm reasonably That's pretty good. Yeah. Um so do you think there's anything like game developers can do and like online the online gaming community in general could do to like be more accommodating to like australia or these regions without their own servers who or with low player counts, they need to go to foreign areas.
1: I think it is quite tricky just because of the kind of population thing. You know, like, Australia is a pretty big country, but, right. um, you know, like, 25 million people or something. Right. Um, which is, you know, I, I think it's a lot less in comparison to Asian countries and... Um, like North American kind of, you know, America and Canada, and also probably to just Europe, I suppose.
0: So what do you think about the idea of just like something along the lines of dedicated cross regional regional liaisons to like, just sort of help people in the transition across regions, if that's something they're interested in, just like that sort of community outreach and cooperation, and then maybe just like giving general guidelines on a player's skill like just sort of assisting leagues and kind of like cooperating with each other player base wise do you think that would be something worthwhile for leagues to look into doing
1: yeah i think it's completely worth exploring i mean i think on the on the australian end there's still a lot of kind of difficulties in terms of retaining players but the i think the kind of idea of help from other regions and kind of you know, other regions providing kind of advice on different things and different perspectives is really interesting.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Um. Okay. Do you have any like sort of like f- favorite memories or like experiences or interactions in the community that you think were interesting that you want to like look back on and talk about briefly?
2: Um. I
1: think a lot of what I'm well known for in the community, um, has not like you know. There's a lot of kind of wasteman clips or whatever. Hmm. Um, I think my like favorite memories have probably. I think it's generally just come down to the kind of people that I've played with. I think a lot of right. the, like a lot of the seasons really blur together, in terms of Australia. I would say I don't know if that's different in other regions. Oh. I imagine it's probably kind of similar.
3: Yeah,
2: in a sense, yeah. Um, you know, like the kind of highlander time, um, thing. So I guess a lot of my,
1: yeah, you know, I've, I've had some really kind of strong, positive memories playing with the people that I have played with. I think my team at the moment, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with them playing with them.
0: Are they your favorite team?
1: I think every team that I've played on has been better than the last. Okay. Just in terms of people on it and kind of, you know, also skill as well, I can imagine. How about favorite teammates? teammates. I mean, I, I don't know that this is going to mean anything to but um, I've loved playing with Doctrine. I think Doctrine's really good and I think I've
2: loved playing with Kurt and mm. User as well. Kind of my whole combo from last season I felt were pretty perfect. Hmm. Okay.
0: Do you have any of your famous skill issue diagnoses to offer?
2: <laughs> Do you want to talk uh, about the lore of that? Oh,
1: I mean... I think as a medic, I'm just a bit shit sometimes. Um, it's, well, it's it's pretty old now. There's the like steel pit clip that happened like right. a year ago, or whatever, which is has become pretty okay. notorious of me accidentally
2: falling in, like with the rails up. Um, but that yeah, I I think that that became quite a big thing. But I I like. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm a lot better than I was when that happened now, certainly, but
1: there's a lot of things like that. I think a lot of players have, you know, it's a small community, a lot of things stick. I think a lot of people are very well known for things, and so, in that sense, I think it can be quite hard to shake a reputation for some people, you know, um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how I'm perceived in Australian high, I don't really good. care. But, um, yeah, I, I think a lot of kind of, you know, you, you'll see a lot of people try, like, change their name or whatever, kind of get away from whatever Erase the past. reputation they've had. And
0: I don't think it really works. No, it's it's something you but, see in other regions as well, especially when people do, like, a pretty bad thing. Like, yeah, they'll just, like, be like, oh, I've changed, I've reformed, new name, new yeah, profile picture, no, all no. that.
1: I'm I'm pretty skeptical of, a lot of people who say that they've reformed well it's like I think, think you you certainly see a lot of kind of well from memory you know you'll see a few kind of australian players that are looked upon less favorably maybe trying to play in other regions hmm.
0: but i think the the success there is pretty limited right well I mean, the thing about it i think the thing about it is right if you've changed you don't need to go around telling people it right like you show it through action yeah. not words I think um,
1: Highlander in Australia has kind of seen a lot of a lot of people that are banned from Sixes picking it up, you know, hmm. just in in terms of being able to play some competitive TF2, right? Actually, play in a league. I got us... Um, f- sorry. Yeah. No, Continue. Continue. Oh, uh, um. Yeah. No. Like you're. If there's been a lot of kind of. Um people have been banned in Ozfortress who have then gone on to play Respawn League. Pretty good success.
2: Yeah, sorry, it's like 5am,
0: I'm like, a little it out of it, yeah. Oh, you fine. Uh, okay, so yeah, um, no, no, it's just super funny to think about, like, whenever I think about you, I'm just, I think about, like, all the times you just, like, banter around and are like, talking about the the diagnosis skill issue meme. Yeah, I mean... It's one of my favourites. I, I
1: think... Things do have a tendency to kind of stick in Australia. There are a right. lot of lot of end jokes and a lot of stuff. I, I can't imagine that that's particularly unique. But
0: uh, actually, you know. like I'd say, like just like the extent of it, kind of is just like the amount of banter, right?
1: I think it's it's also to do with the community size. Things I, get around I, pretty fast. Everyone knows about stuff.
0: I imagine know? it's also just like a part of Australian culture to an extent, though as well, like a personality mm-hmm. sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I think everyone on my team's pretty jokey, pretty casual. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, obviously we're we're pretty serious about playing the game, doing well, all of that. But um, yeah, even in the kind of really high Australian Prem teams, I think you still see that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I don't think it's like necessarily goes away as people kind of get better at the game and get more focused on it.
3: Hmm.
0: I don't know. It's just like some some of those like one of those little like fun things that I always enjoyed when doing Australian stuff. Yeah, just like the yeah, culture and... behind it. Ah, huh? so do you have any like admins, staff members, community figures, players you want to shout out that you think are especially deserving of attention and praise?
1: Um. Yeah. I I don't know if any of them are going to see it, but um. I mean, Doctrine, Kurt, User have all been amazing. I played with them. Each for coming up on three seasons now, but i have known them all for ages. Hmm. I think they're all pretty good. Okay. Um, I got a lot of kind of initial medic mentoring help from Tokos, and have since gotten a bit of like engineer stuff from um, Jake or oh, Froggy. Froggy. Yeah. And from Snay. Um, I think there's an American Froggy as well.
0: There, there is. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Australian Froggy.
0: Got, <laughs> <And then, laughs> got a, a uh, distinctive.
1: Yeah, uh, I think Bird's been really brilliant. She's the um, head admin, kind
0: of appointed a season ago or something. Oh. And think, she's, she's just been great. Do you think that's been like a really good thing for like the state of Australia uh, Highlander?
1: Incredibly yeah, a positive change. Um, from my perspective, I, I think she's great to play Planet Sixers team with her. And I think um, she's very kind of change-focused and very interested in helping new players. Right, which I'm pretty happy about.
0: Okay, is there any uh, anything you regret just looking back at all your time with your competitive, like any things you did, things you said?
1: No, I I don't have any regrets. I think everything I've done, like everything I've done, I'm pretty happy with for one reason or another. Okay, even if it's been pretty negative, I think you know opportunity for growth or learning or whatever. Like I'm I'm not particularly kind of stuck in the past and a lot of shit like that. Right, okay. Um, yeah, I I think way too many fucking Australian high, like Highlander players just spend too much time kind of sniffing their own farts about it all. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, like, I'm focused on the future and on playing more Highlander, I suppose.
0: Oh, are we real? Wrong. I think that's just, like, TF2 players in general, like, just yeah, sort of okay. focused on the past, like, that hoarding against you, like a club, yeah, looking for every little um, bit.
1: I think it's terrible. I mean, obviously, I think people have kind of reputations and are known for things for a reason. Like, I I think there are certainly a lot of kind of Australian Highlander players that I am more wary of and kind of trust less and enjoy playing with less and kind of like less generally, I suppose. But I think it's kind of like that with everything. I think you're always going to find kind of some really... like. In Australia, there are a lot of really brilliant people, but I think there are also a lot of really shit people, just like in any kind of other league.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's amplified because it's a smaller community. Right. Okay. Uh, how about any uh, like um, any people you think would be interesting to interview? Um. Oh, you gotta get Doctrine on one of these.
1: Huh, so yes. <laughs> That's
2: true. That's true. Um,
1: he's he's not the most kind of talkative, but um. In terms of Australian highlander, I think he's one of the greatest brains I've ever met. In regards to kind of Australian highlander, I okay. think he's really underrated, um, and I think he's got a lot to say about Australian highlander. I know he's played like a little bit of really, really low level like North American stuff, just out of interest for it, see what it's like.
3: Oh yeah,
0: that'd be interesting um, to cover what I it was mean, like. Yeah, yeah, he's he's mostly pretty Australia focused. Right, but I think he's really fucking good. Uh, how about like community
1: members' staff? Um, you're probably already getting bakes on this, I can imagine. And yep. If you aren't, then you should. Um, yep. <laughs> I think he's he's got a lot to say. Um, I think he's either recently appointed or about to be appointed as an admin for some of the stuff that he's oh, done yeah, in terms of bakes pugs and stuff and deputies. but I, I think he would be interesting
2: and um i don't even know i mean if you could get bird on here it should be really good okay um,
0: maybe i'll have to I like add she... the promise of a Pyro round table down the line <laughs>
3: yeah, offer incentives well, right. I, think,
0: I
1: think she's like the best pyro in australia um i don't know like how much that actually means but in australia i think that's a pretty big prize
0: I, it's, I don't know, it's not a mu- about much like about on of skill on paper, it's just, like, it's really hard to actually evaluate that across regions because there's just so yeah. many differences. Like, even if you're really good, it's like everybody else plays in a different way from region to region.
1: Everyone else plays in a different way, and there's always going to be some bloody European or American player that's better than you.
0: Right, and it's just, like, yeah. it's not about, like, comparing yourself to them, it's about what you can offer in your own right, like, just being able to... We'll look it back at your yeah, accomplishments I mean, within your own region. Kind of, I I think in Australia,
1: like being better than a North American player is pretty irrelevant because you want to yeah. be better than like an Australian player. You know? it's, well, it's an like, event. Um, yeah, I I think a lot of kind of focus has been on, well, for me at least, it's been on kind of not necessarily comparing myself to other people, but just comparing myself to myself. Really. Right. Right. You know, um, I'm not like I'm not super focused on what other medics are doing or what other teams are doing or captains or whatever. I just kind of want to be, you know, doing the best that I or my team or whatever are able to kind of achieve, and obviously right. pushing beyond that.
0: Right, right. Like it's just all about defining yourself as a player and sort of just like sharing that perspective, that experience, just your wisdom yeah, with I mean, other people, because it's really.
1: Um, I think on classes like Engineer and Medic, it's a lot less easy to measure. I'd say
0: Pyro as well, for that matter. Like, it's really team-based. I, I,
1: yeah, it's, it's incredibly kind of team-based. And, right. you know, if your team are doing badly, you're probably not going to have the greatest game yourself.
0: Yeah, but even just, like, anything else, yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to, like, sort of talk about, reflect on, or do you think that's about it?
3: Oh,
1: I think that's about it. I've been pretty happy with it.
0: All right, I will uh, end the recording.